Good morning, brothers and sisters of the Ask Us Nation. Welcome back to the Ask Us Why podcast. Coming at you from the lion's den, going through a day-by-day chapter study of the book of Proverbs. And as we continue in this series, we find ourselves today on Proverbs, (laughs) Proverbs chapter 7. And again, we are talking all about adultery. I got to say, in all honesty, as I was planning to do this devotional, not specifically this day, but just the Proverbs one in general, I didn't really think about how much he talks about adultery and how much Solomon is pressing this idea. And, you know, those, you know, it's like you, you hear it over and over again. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's wrong. I understand that. And you kind of want to avoid it or you get annoyed with it. And if I'm being completely honest from my heart, I feel that just a little bit where I'm like, man, I'm so excited to get to all this wisdom and hear about all these things and read all this scripture and just, man, just, you know, great nuggets to take away and takeaways for us and application into our life and all that stuff. And I keep reading the next chapter and it's like, man, we're talking about adultery again. I already talked about it. Like we already got through it. And Um, I think the Lord is working through my heart and I would hope to yours just to realize just how serious it is. I think it, uh, I I don't know if I would go as far as to say it is the greatest sin in, you know, the world. I think that the greatest sin in the world is pride. I think that is the stem of all of it. Um, But it's definitely up there as one of the most uh, damaging and destructive sins that we can find ourselves in. And I think for a lot of different reasons, and maybe we go into that another time, but for the most part, we're going to be talking about it again, but I got um, some cool little things to share with us about this Proverbs chapter seven, and I do got a good takeaway for us today. So um, I hope you guys are ready for that. So let's jump into it. Proverbs chapter seven, verse one. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress, from her smooth words. For at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple. I have perceived among the youths a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. And behold, the woman meets him dressed as a prostitute, willy of heart. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him, and with bold face she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I have paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you and to seek you eagerly and have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings covered, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver. As a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, sons, and now, O sons, listen to me and be attentive to my to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. 
Her house is the way to Sheol, going down to the chambers of death. So Solomon is sharing a story about how he's looking through the window of his palace, which uh, a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say, I don't think synergy is the word, a little bit of uh, symbolic um, similarity. I guess I want to just say similarity between Solomon and David when David is looking through his palace and he sees Bathsheba bathing. Um, But in the contrast, we see Solomon seeing another person, like a woman, um, not necessarily bathing, but her seeking after the man. And so we kind of have this shift from uh, David going after her and wanting her. And in this one, it's, it's the woman that is married, that her husband's out of town, and she is the one that is desiring the man or, or the young boy or the young man, as, as it says. Um, and so Solomon is like, dude, I've seen the prey out there, I've, or I've seen the predators out there preying on people, and I know what it's like on those streets. And so he's not just encouraging him to, um, you know, to not agree to those things or to fight against those temptations. He just says, don't even go down her path. Don't even walk down that side of the the city. Like He's just trying to be wise and saying, like, avoid that place altogether because you know bad things happen then. And there's always been a, a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's always been a boundary that uh, I've heard that's really common. I had the same boundary as well, where uh, nothing good happens after midnight. That's kind of the rule of thumb. So if you're hanging with your significant other, nothing good happens after midnight. And anything that happens past that usually leads to uh, to sin. And so in the same way, don't even go past midnight. Don't you know tread those waters thinking that it's shallow until you find the deep end and you fall into it. And if you know you find yourself stuck stuck in that sin, then you feel like you're constantly drowning. And so in the same sense, he's warning not just his son, but obviously scripture is is for all of us as well. It was not written to us, but it is written for us. And in the same sense, we need to, to guard our hearts and guard ourselves from the things that we're exposed to and the paths that those can lead down to, right? I want to read a little bit of a, uh, a takeaway that I read from one of the uh, commentaries. And it says, the task of keeping men and women from sexual immorality sometimes seems impossible. This is due to many factors, including a secular, sexually saturated and permissive culture, uh, amen to that, the widespread availability of pornography, yep, the disconnection of sex from pregnancy and reproduction, laws making divorce easy and impossible to contest, social media technology making anonymous meetings easier, widespread prosperity that lessens the financial impact of family breakups. That one hit hard for me because I was like, man, that is so true. In, in divorce today, um, as families break up, it, there's not as much of a financial burden uh, compared to how it can be uh, in, in ancient times. And that is really incentivizing for people to get divorced because they can just split money and go off and work and be fine. There's not as much financial security that comes with family unity nowadays, it seems. Uh, the large and growing gap between the time of puberty and the average time people get married So if you didn't know, the average person in these times to get married was actually around the ages of like 16 to 18. Uh, The younger, the better. Uh, Their their 
their actual like timeline of what it meant to become a man or a woman to be married and to reach maturity in adulthood is a lot faster than it is now, which is so true, right? We got people that are like 23 years old who have never worked a single job before, which if you've done school, that's fine. Um, but have never had to like give a resume, do an interview, had to like work for a hard boss, have never lived on their own. That's a huge one right now. There's still so many people. I think the average age of someone to move out and to become an adult now is around the age of like 28. Most people live at home all the way up until that time. And so there is a huge disparity between what it used to be and what the expectation was of like, you need to mature fast because you're going to be an adult soon versus, well, they're still in their twenties. They'll figure it out. They'll get there. We give them extra time. And then by the time they're 30, then we kind of have an expectation. And that sucks if I'm being honest, because you just wasted a decade of your life, not being up, living up to the potential that you have as an adult, or at least making an effort to grow and to mature and step out into what it looks like to be an independent adult. Anyways, as we go on, even when a young man has a desire for moral purity, there is many there are many things that make it difficult for him to receive and live God's wisdom. It says these include youthful energy and sense of carelessness, I can attest, the lack of life wisdom, the desire for and gaining of independence, we could talk about that all day long, physical and sexual maturity that may run ahead of spiritual and moral maturity. Yep. Money and the freedom that it brings, young women who may, knowingly or unknowingly, encourage moral impurity, the spirit of age of the age that both expects and promotes moral uncleanness for young men, and the desire to be accepted by peers who face the same challenges. So when I read all of those, it definitely related in a lot of ways, and I 100% agree with them. There's so much truth in, in each of these aspects about how it's so easy for us to fall into sexual morality, especially in the culture that we're in today. Not only um, did they struggle with sexual morality and they didn't have the internet, they didn't have the same kind of pornography, they didn't have the TV shows, they didn't have uh, the media, they didn't have any of those things. They didn't even have billboards for that point. Um, and I think that we, uh, miss out on realizing that there is more to it, that there is nowadays so much more exposure to all of these things. And so we need to be attentive and aware to the, the dangers that lurk around us in every road that we walk down. So here's my takeaway for us. For every major sin, there are a thousand minor sins leading up to it. So no one just finds themselves sleeping with another spouse or uh, another person or committing adultery or sleeping with a prostitute or any of those things. No one finds himself watching pornography one time out of nowhere just being like, whoa, how did that happen? How did I find myself here? The reason why it happens is because of the little things that we allow in our lives leading up to it. Like what TV shows are we watching where we're kind of being okay with that? And that was a personal conviction I had recently where um, I was watching this TV show on Amazon. Uh, I'm not going to name the show, but I was watching it. And at, for the first like season, I was like kind of okay, like normalized by the nudity that was in it. And that was wrong. And eventually it got to a point where... Um, my heart was so convicted that I couldn't even finish it. And I lacked, I lost my entire desire for the series because I was like, man, this like, even though it's not, you know, the same kind of pornography that, you know, is more traditional on like a, 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 an internet website or something of that sort. I'm like, it's still the same kind of exposure and I'm normalizing myself. I'm numbing myself to this thing. And that just leads to a dangerous path. 
And so in the same sense, my challenge to you guys is like, what are some areas in your life where maybe you've normalized sexuality or normalized the sexual immoral uh, things of this world, whether it be the TV shows, the movies you watch, um, TV shows, it's huge. It's so huge. It's just flooded its way into it now where no matter what show you watch on Amazon or Netflix or any of that kind of stuff, it is just tops off. No, no question about it. No one even bats an eye now anymore. And it's become normalized. And that is so different. And so uh, I just want to challenge us to look into different areas in our life where we find uh, these like baby little roots kind of growing for uh, what is eventually going to lead us to a path uh, that is so much deeper and darker than where we find ourselves now. So do an audit, see if there are areas, if it's Instagram, if it's people that you follow, unfollow them. Um, I challenge all of you guys to go to Covenant Eyes, which is a uh, platform slash program that you can implement into your uh, technology that protects you from being exposed to um, any kind of uh, sexual immorality, any kind of pornography or exposure to those things. And then from that, um, I would challenge you guys to uh, also look at the TV shows that you watch or the movies that you guys look at or whatever the other areas of life are. Just do an audit check and just think like, have I normalized myself to these things? And if I have, I need to repent from that because this path eventually leads to something much darker and I need to, to find myself in a position where I have the eyes of God, <clears throat> I have the heart of God and I see what it is and I see that it is wrong and that we need to repent and have the eyes of God and the heart of God, right, to, um, to decipher and discern what is wrong and what is right in God's eyes of what he's designed for us. All right, guys, that's my takeaway. I'm going to leave some prayer, and then I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Dear God, thank you so much for the word. Thank you for the truth that is in it. I am so blessed by it, and I am so encouraged in it. And so, Lord, I just pray today that uh, you would work through my heart, and you would work through the hearts of everyone that listens. And I pray that we would just uproot any paths that we have started to walk down that at the end of the day we know leads to destruction. Um, I pray that we heed to your calling. I pray that we would just really be honest with ourselves about where we've normalized and numbed ourselves to uh, exposure and to nudity and to pornography. Um, and I pray that we would just find a way to hit the reset button and to once again uh, keep our eyes focused on you and how you designed the world to be and uh, what it means to be holy and upright and blameless. And so, Lord, be with us, work in our hearts. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, you know it, I will see you a la mañana. Peace and blessings. <laughs> <laughs>